0: Hello! You are welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel for yet another powerful, sobering, and inspiring word from God. Grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick Kaluluma from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: God now usually people only get to hear about heaven on funerals so sometimes when we say heaven people don't really have a very exciting thought towards it so I thought we might talk about heaven on a day like today when we've even heard a crazy testimony and this is continuing in the kingdom series because I've been talking about rank and status, and I've shared a few things, but now I want us to have a better understanding. When you read the scriptures and you find it says the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, what does it mean? Then afterwards it says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. What does it mean? Is there a difference? Is there a place where they merge and come together, or are they used separately? You don't have to wonder for so long. We're going to go into all those details. And God spoke to me that as we talk about the kingdom, he will multiply miracles. There's something about being aware of the reality of something. When you're aware of the reality of something, it, it puts you in a place where you can be yielded. That's one. But then, on the other hand, being aware of something can also empower what you're aware of to be more effective in your life. That's why you'll find in meetings we emphasize saying, the Lord is here. There's something about acknowledging his presence that just, he, he starts to work. The Bible says Jesus was, and the power was present to heal. Yet that power was not acknowledged. If you read the context of that verse, that power was not acknowledged. They argued with him on that same day. They said, is this not the? Is this not, is this not? And if you read on, he couldn't do many miracles there. When the word couldn't is used, instead of wouldn't, it means it wasn't an issue of him being willing. And if you had to get really deeper, you realize it's not even an issue of him trying. It's an issue of him going there and saying, I command you to walk. You commanded me to walk. What happens? The power bounces back. So there's something about awareness Being aware of a certain reality, it does something. That's why sometimes we deliberately say we acknowledge the Lord in this place. We acknowledge the angels of God in this place. It empowers them also. Praise God. And this week, I was meditating on a certain story that I heard. And it's not actually a story. It's a piece of history. It's a piece of Christian history. Um... I watched it by mistake on a cartoon, and then I got obsessed with it, and started reading on it and studying, and realized it was a true life story. There's a certain young man whose name was Kabu, from Liberia. You guys know the country Liberia? Yeah. And the moment I saw that he was from Liberia, I was very excited because I'd been researching a bit on Liberia. Because uh, my research in Liberia was just showing me how people think. Yeah. So I was researching on the country Liberia. Liberia, if I'm not mistaken, should be one of the only nations that was never colonized. Right? And interestingly, it shows me a lot about mindset. Because what happened... You'll notice Liberia's flag is very similar to the flag of the U.S., right? Because the people who were slaves in the U.S., when they were freed, many of them wanted to form their own. So what happens, they were sent back to Liberia, and hopefully they could mix with the natives and be one nation. But interestingly, the people who were slaves in the U.S. came to Liberia and started enslaving the natives and treating them just like they were treated this side shows you a lot about mindset it shows you that just not because just because you've gone through a bad situation they make you merciful it's a choice you might actually just end up replicating what you've what you've been praise god so i was interested so in the year 1873 there's a young man that was born whose name is whose name was prince kabu and he was a prince, meaning he was a child of a chief. And there were rival tribes because they were fighting for scarce resources. So one time, the rival tribe attacked Prince Kabu's tribe. And they captured Prince Kabu Because... In those Rangos, if you can capture the heir to the throne, you've practically killed them. And they would give anything for the heir to the throne. And so they captured Prince Kabu. And they decided that they were going to kill him. After some time, they decided they were going to kill him. And so they put him somewhere and they were about to kill him. And then a light appeared. And a voice said... Kabu, run. And when the voice said, Kabu, run, the ropes fell off him. And the guy ran in the forest. And ran. And ran. You can research on him if you want to. You'll find it very interesting. There's even a cartoon about him. You can just search... Torch lighters, then Samuel Morris. You find it, they've animated it. It's a very interesting story. So, when he ran, he eventually found himself at a church. And there's a missionary who was teaching in the church. And so, when she was teaching, she talked about the conversion of Paul. And when, she, when he heard the light and the voice, he was like, that's me, that's me. Because he was wondering who spoke to him. And so when he inquired about who spoke to him, he was told, your heavenly father. From that day, the guy became crazy. He wanted to share with everyone about his father. So he was saying, well, hi, you know what my father did for me? My father did this. Everyone he met, my father. My father, he, was, he literally coined the statement, my father, my father. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's the one who originated it. And he was always, he was walking in the reality of my father, my father, my father. And so the missionary who came, taught him everything she knew, but he wanted to know more. And so she said, oh, he asked, who taught you? And she said, she mentioned the name of a man in the U.S., in New York. And he said, okay, I'm going there. And she says, how are you going to go there? He says, my father will take me there. And so he managed to negotiate with uh, someone on a ship, the captain of the ship. And the captain of that ship agreed that he could go there as long as he would be working. And he kept irritating them by talking about his father. By the time they were done with the trip, everyone had gotten converted. And so he went to the U.S. How he found that man, only his father knows. (laughs) He found that man, shared his story, and then so he was taken to Taylor University, still there today. And he was taken to Taylor University, and at Taylor University, he would share with everyone about my father, my father. (laughs) Everyone. Such that his words were put in a book. And that's what even saved the university. Until today, there should be a part of the university named after him. Because he didn't live a very long life. But I just found it interesting that the reality he walked in, apparently, He believed he went to the U.S. to be trained, to become a missionary, to come back. But at Taylor University, they believed he went there to teach them how to be missionaries. And in his honor, many people became missionaries and spread the gospel. I I was, I was bothered. I was thinking... To what extent am I walking in that reality? And I thought about the Lord Jesus. That's the way Jesus was. By then, no one used to call God Father. Everywhere is going, my Father, my Father. Today, the Father lives in heaven. The next day, my Father was in me. The other day, my Father this, my Father this. I'm just doing the work of my Father. What I see my Father do, I also do it. Jesus was a serious daddy's boy. Always talking about his Father. They want to to arrest him. He tells Peter, don't you know I can pray to my father? Like, I've got backup, my friend. And he says, I can pray to my father, and he will send legions of angels because of me. And then the disciples say, teach us how to pray. And then interestingly, until that point, there is no one in the Bible who had ever called him father. Who? Who? Because only one person had been called the Son of God, and that was Adam. I mean at the rest. (laughs) And then Jesus tells them, When you pray, imagine he doesn't even say, When you pray, say Jesus is father. Imagine that. He doesn't even say Jesus is father. He says, When you pray, say our father. Meaning his joy was to share that relationship he had with his father, with everyone. That everyone should have the very same relationship. That was, someone just said, Father. <laughs> you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that God has given us the spirit and by him we cry, Abba father. Abba is actually in Aramic and it's a very intimate way in which children call their parents. It's like saying Papa. But then so if he was was writing to Zambians, he'd have said by the spirit we cry out, Daddy. (laughs) But then he said, he said, our father in heaven. Now, interesting, this is the same Jesus who, when he was preaching, his sermons were the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And the first message he ever preached was repent because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's also the message John the Baptist preached, that repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The word repent means to change your mind, to adopt a new mindset completely. I I just find that interesting. Meaning, there's something about the realization of the kingdom of heaven that brings about a whole different perspective. A whole different perspective. And whereas many of us have already repented from dead works, perhaps it's now time to adopt a certain mindset of the reality of heaven. So this heaven that Jesus talked about, what is it? What does the Bible say about it? Let's look at a few verses. Number one, heaven was created. I want us to understand that heaven was actually created. God pre existed heaven. Genesis 1, verse 1 the Bible says, in the beginning. Don't say that word which you're saying in your head. It's in the beginning. You know, when you hear something so much, it can begin to sound right. <laughs> the, Bi- <laughs> the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, the heavens were created by God. The heavens were created by God. And when were they created? In beginning. Don't say that. Nah. (laughs) I'm looking at my mother over there and she's lost. She doesn't know what you guys are laughing at. I will send her the VN. (laughs) So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, that's the first thing I want us to realize. That the heavens were created. God garnished them. Okay? Okay. And in the scriptures, we notice when the Bible speaks of the heavens, we've seen so far about three that are mentioned. Let me explain. Second Corinthians 12, verse 2. Second Corinthians 12, verse 2. We've seen about three mentioned, okay? Second Corinthians 12, verse 2. The Bible says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. So someone may wonder, Apostle, the third heaven? So when the Bible refers to heavens, you'll notice the following are usually the references. Number one, when the Bible refers to the heavens, the Bible is usually referring to the Atmospheric heaven, that is the stars, the planets, and all those things. And primarily the ones that we are exposed to have been given to us for purposes of seasons. They've been given to us for purposes of seasons. So long before researches were done, the scriptures already revealed in the book of Genesis, that the stars were created for that purpose. Could somebody please cut that? It's very disturbing. Ashes, can you please check on that? I'll take it it's an accident. Probably there's an app that's... These things happen. Don't don't draw too much attention. Just throw it to the ground. okay praise god so i was talking about the heavens and i was saying the bible shows us that that's why you will see scriptures that he like looked up to the heavens it would refer to the the planetary heavens the the atmosphere around and if you read in the book of peter it will also be destroyed that part will be destroyed you also notice that when the Bible speaks about heavens, it also speaks about a certain spiritual realm. Not necessarily where God is. Let me show you, right? Look at Ephesians chapter 6. And I want us to see verse 12. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood... But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's not where God is. But then the one we're speaking about is the one that Paul spoke of in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 2. Which is the abode of God. And the first thing we must know is that it was created. So, take note of that. Heaven was created. Number two, God has set up his throne in heaven. God has set up his throne in heaven. Psalm 103 and verse 19. Psalm 103 and verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. And his kingdom rules over all. You can already see that we're referring to the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Isaiah chapter number 66 and verse 1. Isaiah 66 and verse 1. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you want, and where is the place of my rest? So you observe that God has set up his throne in heaven. And you can also see this by the encounters that people would have in heaven. Notice the encounter of Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter number 1. I think that's where he also encountered those angels with wheels of fire. That's probably why he encountered the cherubim angels as well. And, then, and that can be compared to what we see in the book of Exodus, right? When the Ark of the Covenant is made. And then we also see the encounter of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter number 6. And if I'm not mistaken, that's where he encountered the seraphim angels, right? Praise the Lord. Yeah. And that's where a core of fire was put on him. And, because he had unclean lips and then God sent him and gave him a task. We must be reading the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be reading the scriptures. Eh? But then we see that. And we also notice John the Revelator had an encounter of heaven. We see him having an encounter of heaven, and we see that in uh, the book of Revelation, the entire book, actually. And we'll go to some of those verses soon. So, heaven was created. God has set up his throne in heaven, and that's why we are told to pray to our Father which art in heaven. So, meaning this is a very important topic, because even in prayer, we must acknowledge where our Father is from. And he's from heaven. Remember when we were young and somebody had a parent abroad, we wouldn't hear the end of it. You guys don't remember that. You never had those friends in high school. No, in primary especially. Yeah, They would find any opportunity to say, "Yeah, and my father is in America. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen this phone I'm using. Yeah, it was just shipped last week. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> You guys never had those people? Or you were the one? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that 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 boldness, I, I remember um, the pride I, I, I grew up with concerning my father. Like anything he told me, I believed. I remember he told me, there was once he had like a scar. So I asked him, where did that come from? And so he told me that he encountered 10 thieves. And he dealt with them. It was top stories at school the next day. And you know what's funny is that because I've got an imaginative mind, I even imagined it. So I may have added some flavor to it. <laughs> so I told them how he was walking. And then one came behind him and said, here! Hit one. Interesting, eh? I'm, I'm telling you, I imagine, <laughs> the way I imagined it. And so there was nothing he could tell me that I wouldn't believe. And as you grow up, you kind of grow out of it because you begin to see limitations. And for kids, they're growing out of it faster nowadays. Yeah. They're growing out of it faster. And I would probably suggest that the reason they're growing out of it faster is because their demands are quite high. Some of us demanded for toy cars. Nowadays, you ask like uh, a five-year-old, what do you want, iPhone Pro Max? <sighs> like, how on earth do you know that? At <laughs> the time I was trying to be like a good uncle, I asked like one of my nephews, and he says, what, what would you like me to get you? Mm. I think they mentioned. I said, what's wrong with you? But generally, there's that reality that we grew up with. And what God wants is for us to adopt that. That's why he wants us to come before him like a child. And just think, my daddy made the whole world. And he comes, and where does he live? Heaven. My father which art in heaven we do have the presence of God within us. And that's something that we'll get to as we continue in the kingdom message. But that doesn't mean we must not acknowledge that our Father is in heaven and that there is actually a heaven to gain. There is a kingdom to gain. You'll see that. You understand why Paul, writing to Christians, say those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Are we enjoying this? Are we following the third point I want you to know about heaven, I, I don't even know how, how I wrote it like this. It's nice. That's the third point, literally. Like, it's a nice place. Okay, let's look at this description. Revelations chapter number 4 and verse 2. If you don't know where it is, it's in the Spirit, by the way. Someone may think, okay, if I'm to, like, make this spaceship... And just like find a way to go up, 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 up. Notice Jesus went up and then he was received in a cloud. So it's, it's spiritual. <laughs> you will find yourself on planet X. So Revelations 4 verse 2. John says, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Uh-huh. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a saddest stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. In appearance like an emerald. So there's a rainbow. Uh-huh. And throne, around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting. There are so many debates about who the 24 elders are. There are others who believe half of them maybe are the 12 tribes of Israel, the other half the apostles. There are just generally a lot of thoughts. However, you know what I think? Some of these things, we'll find out. <laughs> you know, the secret things belong to the Lord. <laughs> Otherwise, if you get crazy with them, I heard of uh <laughs> Tis well. There are people who are praying and they believe that they are now the twenty-four. So, <laughs> just look, guys. There are twenty-four thrones and twenty-four elders. So, what do we know about the twenty-four elders? That they are clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads. and Jesus answered some of these questions very easily. Do you remember when there was a mother who was trying to organize for her children? As in, she forgot the other disciples exist and goes straight to Jesus and says, Let my son sit one on the left, one on the right. <sighs> that mother. <laughs> she wasn't even asking about herself. And then, notice what Jesus said. He said, It is not for me. So meaning, God would decide who's this side, who's this side. as long as me <laughs> I'll find myself they'll be amazed if you're looking for if, if I'm not giving like a seat very near just just keep your eye on his shoe there'll be someone who just will just on the cashew like no I'm not going anywhere <laughs> do you ever imagine it do you you do So anyways, let's continue. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. (laughs) Hey, It's not a small deal. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. In case somebody is wondering, Apostle, there are seven spirits? Look, Look at it from the Amplified. Should remind me to teach on this from the amplified. Then you, um, the seven spirits of God is explained in. Is it Isaiah eleven, right? I go back to the one about the seven spirits from the amplified. The sevenfold Holy Spirit. Seven is the number of completion. So it's when it says sevenfold Holy Spirit, it's talking about the. His. Personality is generally expressed in a seven-fold pattern. And you can see that in Isaiah chapter number 11. When you read verse 1 and 2 to 3, you observe that we've got the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of knowledge, spirit of wisdom, spirit of might, spirit of counsel, spirit of understanding, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And his delight is in the fear of the Lord. So let's continue. (laughs) We are quiet. I will teach on that, door. not we? will go to each of them, okay? You understand why the people in the Old Testament would have one manifestation, but why for us, the Bible says, of his fullness have we received grace upon grace. Let's go on. Next verse. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass. Imagine it. Like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne... Where four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. Yay. I wouldn't want one of those. (laughs) Imagine you had a visitation. The Lord has sent one of the four living creatures just to come say hi. (laughs) Angels are not always like in appearance, like, hi. There's a reason why when angels would come in the Bible, they would say, fear not. Because, my friend, <laughs> <they were laughs> imagine there are angels that are taller than this building. And then that's the one who could have said, Guard him. <laughs> Don't think of like to my babies with to my wings. No, 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 no. Hey! Ha. Hey, hey, hey. The Bible says. Praise the Lord. You, his mighty angels, they are his strength. They are an expression of God's strength. Hey! Hey! hey. (laughs) Woo! And the first living creature, let's read up to verse. Okay, maybe just there. But what I'm trying to say is, it's actually described. You know, it's beautiful. It's nice. They're streets of gold. And if you've noticed, for years, men have been trying to create heaven on earth. Physically. Something just always goes wrong, but they've really been trying to create heaven on earth. <laughs> just doesn't usually work out. Very <laughs> there well. There's no sickness there. He will wipe every tear from your eyes. Wipe every tear. Death will be a memory. That's if you'll still remember it. That's why I was singing that song on Wednesday. That Wednesday, I was singing that song, but I was singing alone. So I said, (laughs) "Ah, it is well." Remember when I was singing, "When we arrive on eternity, is sure." Where death is just a memory and tears are no more. We've actually got something to look forward to. I, I, I never want us to lose sight of that. We've actually got something to look forward to. And if you wanted to know the revelation of this church, go to Revelations 21. Why were called this name were called? Well, something will happen one day. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first earth, first heaven and first earth had passed away. There was no more sea. Uh-huh. Then I John. You know, interestingly, I was watching a documentary on how the Earth will look like in a billion years. So they were going through the years and the years and through their studies. I was wondering, what does he watch? And interestingly, they are predicting, firstly, that human beings will have to leave the planet for them to survive. Number two they are also predicting that the continents will merge together and form one supercontinent and there will be no sea dividing them. Interesting, eh? It says, then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's a revelation God gave me on the city. The revelation he gave me is that beyond a building, people make up that city. How do we know? The Bible says we all as living stones are being built. That's why the moment it mentions a city coming down from heaven, the very next thing it says, prepared as a bride. How can a city be prepared as a bride? And you know who the bride of Christ is. Next verse. And I heard a loud voice saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. In short, he will shift. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. And so I asked the Lord, I said, okay, now in eschatology for this to happen, then there has to be this, 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 this. Why are you giving us this assignment? Why are you giving me this message? And he taught me Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6 from verse 1. Uh, Max, can you get on the keyboard? Hebrews 6 from verse 1. The Bible says, therefore, to the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. Verse 4. Give me verse 4. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tested the heavenly gift so you can test the heavenly gift. And have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. But look at the next verse. And have tested the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. And he told me uh, through your ministry, people experience a forte. That's why we're at the City of the Lord Church. So, heaven is its beautiful. One of my favorite things about it is that it's diverse. The Bible says every tribe and tongue. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we go there and this section we're hearing Kalindula, And then this section we're hearing... Uh, yeah, 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 and then this section with the rappers. I no, honestly, I, I personally would have be surprised. God it says every tribe and tongue, God actually loves the diversity of every tribe and tongue. Praise God. Is it on? And together we'll sing with one voice. You know it? Let me hear you first. See if you do it. I like to do it like.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
1: I'll give you one minute to work it out, but you can wait there. So, as one, the my next point is a bit long. So maybe I'll end on this one for today. But maybe I can just give you just the tip of the iceberg. Acts 7 verse 55. So, yeah. And together we'll sing with one voice Every tongue, every nation as one But he, you can hold on but he being full of the Holy Spirit. Hey! Lord, I want this. Hey! This guy experienced the Trinity at once. Notice. He was on earth. This is Stephen. They're about to stone him. So he was actually going through a very hard time. So the reality on earth was that he's somebody who should be laughed at at that moment. But then being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven. Ha! The word gaze, I've just thought about that. One of you quickly sent me a dictionary meaning of the word gaze. Hey! The guy gazed, you know, he didn't peep. like, he didn't like... (laughs) And I'm wondering, like you're scanning around, like, ah, okay. And he gazed into heaven. And you learn when we talk about the kingdom of God and see the relationship between the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit since the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You see how (laughs) you will never take being filled with the Spirit lightly again. The guy was full of the Holy Spirit and he was able to gaze into heaven. So he was experiencing two realities at once. So he gazed into heaven and saw the glory. The same glory that in the Old Testament they said, if you see it, you will die. The guy saw his glory. He saw the glory of God. Then he didn't just see the glory of God. He literally saw the person, Jesus. He saw him. He didn't just hear about him. He saw him. Lord, multiply thee multiply visions among us. He saw the glory of God. I've received like 10 messages. (laughs) I have to choose one. Praise God. When you're gazing, you're staring, you're looking steadily, intently, especially in admiration. You'll notice that when somebody is gazing, there is... It wasn't like for half a second. He gazed into heaven and he saw the glory of God. Where? In heaven. And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Here's something I want you to realize. It's not like heaven will start... Like it's on pause right now. And then at the end of the edge, that's when it like, will press play. No. Like... It's going on right now, even as we're doing right now. I don't know how best to explain this. Like heaven is happening, as it stands. Heaven is going on. There's activity right now in heaven. And by the Holy Spirit, who is the divine orchestrator? There are moments where the activity in heaven is synchronized to the activity on earth. And when that happens, ask Jacob. Jacob once had experience where he slept and his angels were ascending and descending. They were about their business. At that moment, heaven and earth had synchronized and that's why he called that place Bethel. He called it the house of God. And God has given us an opportunity to synchronize with heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can actually synchronize. Let's, (laughs) we'll look at that next week. But what I'm saying is, imagine that as it stands, it's happening. How many of you have ever traveled to another country before? I'll never forget, the furthest I've traveled is China. When I was in China, to my shock, the zero 05 I was experiencing was like 22 hours in Zambia. We're experiencing two different realities at the same time. But we could synchronize. Like, I would do certain things, like, I would stay up. I used to sleep at 5 or 6 that side because I never wanted to miss Zambian time. I could synchronize with Zambian time and be in tune with Zambia. I had to adjust my watch to be in tune with. Imagine we start learning to adjust to heaven. Lift your hands. Beautiful one. Beautiful one. Jesus. You are the beautiful one. You're the beautiful one The beautiful one Jesus You are the
2: beautiful one
1: Everyone, just sing those
2: words The beautiful one Beautiful one
1: Jesus the beautiful one, oh,
2: beautiful one, oh, beautiful one, oh, Jesus. You were the
1: beautiful one. We'll join with one voice.
2: Beautiful one, lift your voice. Beautiful why, oh, Jesus, you are the beautiful one, glorious one. Together we'll sing with one voice.
1: Every time every nation has one. Every time
2: every nation has one. When we look at your face, we will fall to our knees. We will fall to our knees. And we'll sing. ou oh, é? Keep singing it. World. Beautiful world. Beautiful world. Heaven's choice. Heaven's beautiful best. World. You're the beautiful Jesus. You are the beautiful, you are the beautiful world. Beautiful Heaven's choice. Beautiful world. Heaven's best.
1: hands lifted
2: oh I sing this song about heaven's choice
1: heaven's best came down to earth became a man for me and on that cross others see the blood others see a man beaten others thought he was a thief but see the beautiful
2: one Lord, you're the beautiful one. My Savior died for me.
1: So I would experience him and know him and love him. Now
2: I love him so much. Oh, I love I love him.
1: This love is eternal. This love is eternal.
2: This love is eternal. This love is eternal. Oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. love, and I found love. Oh, this love is forever. This love is eternal.
1: for 2 minutes just gaze at him by the eyes of the spirit ay 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 basataka nabas dadadada rasa did basho
2: stand to you we live to The throne for you are glorious and worthy to be praised, the lamp. Sí. With the worship of heaven right now Alleluia, and the activities
1: of heaven as an offering to God, let's sing.
2: Sing hallelujah to Sing.
1: of service if you're in this place and you've not given your life to Jesus you're missing out on the kingdom of God a lot has happened some of it we hear about but if you want to be part of this kingdom if you want to give your life to Jesus it doesn't matter where you've been he wants you to be a part of this kingdom today if you're one of those people who's saying that I want you to raise your hand right now. I want to lead you to Christ. If you want to be a part of this kingdom, just raise your hand. And I must mention that when it comes to the kingdom of God, you have to take it violently. Don't just be a religious somebody when you can actually have the kingdom within you. I'll give you a minute. Is there anyone who's saying they want to give their lives to Christ today? Just raise your hand. Raise your hands, please. Just raise your hand. And I want you to say after, say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord, and from this day, I'm born again, and I'm part of the kingdom of God. Congratulations.
0: What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on 777 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com